You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders past and present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to Represent. You've only got me on at the moment just before Freddie starts talking into a microphone that's not on. Um, Currently, I'm staring at a screen that does not have the normal setup of Jazzler, but we're going to try something a little bit crazy. I'm going to turn... Freddie on now. There we go. Um, we're going to try something Who's a little bit crazy. playing with Jazzler? Turn it off. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're going to play our intro uh, through our podcast, which you can access wherever you get your podcasts at Sin Represent. Spotify, Apple, all of the places. Yep, time to plug that. And here is our intro as brought to you by my phone. Apologies, this could be terrible, but, you know, we'll find out. Here we go. Kids should go to school. That's what we're going to do. I haven't flipped flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. You are listening to Represent. I can't even tell that that's how you played the intro. It sounded absolutely flawless, in my opinion. Oh, thank you very much. Good thank work. you very much. But that yeah. was a spur of the moment I, decision. I don't know if I don't know if they know that we're on air right now. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, our the system that we use to play the music and the intro and all of those sort of things is currently being played with by someone in the office (laughs) might be the most terrifying thing i know that this can happen to like any computer that someone can externally take control of it but it is terrifying it's just like i'm not moving the mouse but the mouse is moving if anyone in the office is listening to us right now can you please put it back on (laughs) like we um to play some music (laughs) otherwise we will be um singing to our listeners and no one wants that we'll be singing finally we'll be singing willow by taylor swift (laughs) do you know the words naya i know the chorus okay because i don't even know that so you're ahead of me a little bit there yeah there we go which is maybe that's the first verse i don't know who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We'll but find, look we'll, out. We'll look up the lyrics and do some karaoke. Sounds like a great plan. But yeah. We have something... Uh, firstly, before we get into anything, how was your week? How was my week? That's a really great question. I I feel like I get to the Friday and the week is always just such a blur once I get here. But it was... um. It was good from what I can remember. Hang on. i got to open up my calendar. <laughs> I always do this. I need to open up my calendar and see what I did. But I worked... I, I did that. Um, that was fun. Oh, I saw that movie Saltburn yesterday, which um, mm, I hadn't heard I... about until 
I went and saw it. Yeah, I was going to say, really? <laughs> well, like, I've now, heard of that. It's weird, because now that I've seen it, I'm seeing heaps of like Instagram ads for it. And I think that's just because they know I must be somewhat interested in it because I had a ticket for it. <laughs> but why are they showing ads to me if um I've already got a ticket? Weird, weird stuff. But um, yeah, it was good. So I saw that movie, and it was a crazy movie. It's this. I don't know if you saw it, Naya, but the same director who did Promising Young Women, or Woman, I think it is. I've Promising heard of Young it, Woman. but that's a great movie. Um, and her new one, which is her second film, Saltburn, very, very good. Um, I loved it. And, yeah, I went to a friend's uh, music gig on Wednesday as well, which was very good. Um, and that just about sums up my week. It's been a pretty quiet one for me. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? Well, I was about to say, oh, yeah, it was really quiet. Um, I saw the Barbie movie on Monday, but we mentioned F- that on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, finally. Um, and last night, actually, I said it was quiet. It hasn't been quiet. Um, <laughs> yesterday, my friend from Geelong, like from Drysdale, Georgia, she came down. Shout out if she's listening. I did show her how she could listen. So, you know, she got a personal lesson on how to listen in. <laughs> um, and she came down and we went to the Friends exhibition, which was oh. stunning. Loved it. So um, it was good. So, so good. I felt all the emotions. It was just wonderful. Um, it was a bit sad, but yeah. But it was so good. Great photo opportunities. Um, I got to have a look at like um, Rachel's... What do you call it? It's like that layered thing. I, I'm going to be honest, um, I haven't tart. Like, watched Friends. I've watched like, I'm a sorry, I'm turning episodes. your mic off now. <laughs> I just never got into it. I, um, I don't think it's very funny. <laughs> I don't think you're I, very funny yeah, anymore. No, a lot of people don't. But um, I just never got into it. I didn't. That's okay. I didn't li- like, I've tried. But I just. Like, That's all we can ask it's for. O- it's okay. Yep. Okay, um, but... I couldn't tell whether you were actually crying or whether you were just oh, pretending. Yes, yes, I'm you're just that great, great. You're, you're a great actor. Um, but then I went and saw Mamma Mia that night. Oh, okay, yeah, and, so oh, seen my it, goodness. I've seen it, you've seen it. What did you think? Oh, I loved Donna and um, the wonderful actress whose name I do definitely have in my brain and not on my phone in front of me right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness, where is her name? Elise McCann. Which one was she? Donna. Absolutely yeah. exceptional. We had, I believe, the full principal cast, which was great because it was Thursday night, so it was not necessarily expected. Thursday night's um, party night, so Yeah, I know. It's Thursday, the new Friday. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we'll now be moving to Thursdays. That is not true. Um, <laughs> every day we're yeah. on. Um, well, we could be on every day from your devices if you uh, listen in wherever you get your podcast. Um, but, yeah, it was it was wonderful. I sang along at the end, resisted the urge to sing along the whole time. And <laughs> I've always thought that, like, I've always loved Donna, but thought, oh, you know, Sophie or um, the the crazy aunt who sings um, Does Your Mother Know would be my yes. favourite character. But then I'm like, every like I saw her and I was like, I love Meryl Streep. And so I've always loved Donna a lot, but I thought, oh, you know, I just like it because it's Meryl Streep. But when I saw Donna, I was just like, oh, I love Donna. I just, I want to meet Donna. Like, I, I feel like she'd yeah, be so she'd cool. she'd be so much fun. And, oh, nuts. But also have, like, she just has this little sensible streak. Yeah. I, would you believe as well, I said I saw this on Tuesday as well, that yeah. I haven't seen the movie either. Oh no! So this was my second Mamma Mia experience. The first Mamma Mia experience was um, a high school performance of it at my girlfriend's oh. high school that we saw this year. She's not at the high school anymore, obviously. Um, but like we went to watch it and we saw it was like two and a bit hours the high school performance, and we were like, "Oh no, <laughs> what have we gotten ourselves into?" And then we watched it, and it was insanely good. Yeah, like it was really great. And then when we went went and saw. 
the actual performance at was it Prince's Theatre? Yes. Yeah, yes, Prince's Theatre. Um, on Sunday, we were like, like that was great, but also that made us appreciate the high school one so much more. Yeah. Because it was like, wow, like you could easily interchange those two. At That's least for, amazing. For us. Yeah. And we were like that makes us appreciate the high school one so much more. So like that was the high school one was amazing. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the actual Princess Theatre one, fantastic. Yeah. Speaking of the Princess Theatre, I I mean I love my, the theatres in Melbourne. Yeah. And this, oh, really? This, yeah. <laughs> Never would have guessed. Surprise. Never would have um, guessed that. And mm. particularly that one, I've always felt like it has it has such a regal atmosphere. Um, it's very Art Deco. It is, it's very, very cool. I think it has a lot of personality. It feels um, very small as well compared to a lot of the other theatres in Melbourne. Inside, I don't know. it in- feels smaller, ironically, because it looks enormous. But I find... Yeah. So I've sat... When Harry Potter and the Cursed Child was there, I sat in all three rows at different times. Mm. And... It was all. It all felt the same. Like it didn't. That's you don't good. feel like. Whereas some of them, like the comedy theater up the top, convinced I was going to fall down. And I was sitting near the back. I was going to fall down. Hundred percent. It was that high up. The comedy theater I only went to for Melbourne International Film Festival because they played a lot of films there. Yeah. Um. I don't really have much to say about it in terms of live performances, but in terms of the movies, the sound system sucks there. Uh, and also the seats are quite yeah, uncomfortable. I, I watched Six the Musical, which is very different oh, yeah. sound wise because you've got the live band on stage it's oh, sort of a bit oh, of a different cool. configuration it's like kind of a, like a rock yeah kind yeah of so it is but, yeah, yeah. And, to some of the music. and that was really good but they've kept in the princess theater where i was going was they've kept um the hogwarts themed carpet in some of the rooms um like when you go up the oh. stairs to the um the like dress circle foyer okay there is the the red carpet with the H for Hogwarts, which I thought was very cool because cool. I was kind of expecting to turn up there. I actually had no idea what I was going to turn up to because it often has things for so long, like Harry Potter, which was there for three or so years. But also that was because of COVID kind of, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, it yeah, it was meant to be there for multiple oh, years okay. anyway. I think because it was only coming to Melbourne, it's only come to major cities. And I never saw it. <laughs> oh my goodness, really? I... I, I, I'm, I think I'm getting into the bad books of a lot of listeners, but I'm not a Harry Potter fan either. Ironically, this is a conversation we needed to have while it was still there because yeah. so many Harry Potter fans and non-Harry Potter fans went and both went. It was incredible. Right. And a lot of Harry, non-Harry Potter fans um, enjoyed it on a different level because they didn't have the criticism of particular story elements that we didn't necessarily like about the Cursed Child story itself coming in 21 years later. In terms of like continuity with the, yeah, with the it just books? There, yeah. there were there were moments that um, obviously happened. I still won't spoil it because it's one of the big things is not spoiling what happens um, in it, and there were, you'd come out and say keep the secrets. Oh, okay. um, but the storyline wise, there's there's things that must have happened during the first seven books that that everyone knows and loves um, that just they just didn't happen. Yeah, but they've been worked into it. But yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> we are now an arts show. We are, we are now apparently an arts show. I think they might be starting Chazzler back up. Oh, uh, well, I got I got a message to say um, that when I move the mouse, it kicks anyone out who's oh, trying like, to... Did they text you that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. If I move the mouse, it kicks people out. So I cannot touch it, um, but that's right. It's being fixed, um, which, is, which is good, but that's right. Shall we do the news quiz? Let's do the news quiz. That's Let's a good idea, actually. Quiz. Yeah. So um, it's a new to, tradition like, on the show. Reground. 
It's a new tradition on the show. Unfortunately, Naya, I don't know if we actually told you about. Did we tell it's you about? All done. Oh, great. Yeah, we're we're back. We're back online. Okay. We can now listen to potentially Willow by Taylor Swift. Maybe. Did, um, we, t- did we tell you about our plot? Um, the plot. plot. I don't think I've heard about this plot. Okay, so basically, I think last Friday, it was just George and I, and Bridie was coming in at four, right? We're yeah. a two-hour show on Fridays. Um, and basically, what George and I did is we did the news quiz at the start of the show. Oh. Um, just on our own. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, we're going to hope Bridie isn't listening. And when she comes in, we're going to do it again, but try and steer her towards all of the wrong answers. <gasps> oh. Which um, was a really great idea. Um, and we were very excited for it. So basically, like, we were going to, like, Bridie was going to have to be the one who would lock in the answer, right? Yeah. And, like, but we wouldn't tell her that we've done it. But we would be like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's B. Um, and we'd, we'd, like, I guess, like, subliminally try and convince Bridie. Yeah. Um, of picking the wrong answers. Um, so Bridie came in. And it was during a song. Bridie came in. And we were like, Bridie, have you done the news quiz today? And she said yes. <gasps> no. And we were so upset because it was such an amazing plot. Yes. Oh, but, um, that's so good. So, yeah, it's a shame. But actually, since we've got Jazzler going, do we, want, do we want to play a song? I think we should play a song. And then we'll do the news quiz. Um, no one's allowed to do it during the song. And you can donate once you uh, instead at givenow.com.au forward slash save sin. And you'll have lots of time. We've still um, got a bit of time before this actual this song ends. This is very... Yeah, this is, this is a whole a other... on the system. Okay, so when the song that's currently playing on the system that you lovely listeners cannot hear... We can't hear it either. No. We cannot hear it either. You will probably be listening to Would You Be Mine by Mose. Um, Good song. Probably. All right. We'll Here we go. see you soon. We'll see if it works. Welcome back to Represent. Welcome, You're listening welcome. to Sin. Big shout out to Laura for working on Jazzler, by the way. Thank you so much. Thanks, it Laura. makes noises now, which is very good. <laughs> it does the thing. It does the thing. It does what it's meant to do. We'll... We could play our we could play our um, intro now. It takes a very skilled person to actually be able to wrangle Jazzler because we can't. We we struggle to do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, very very confusing. There were so many pages I had never seen before. Yeah, it's it's weird. But um, anyway, we're going to do the news quiz now, the ABC news quiz. Very exciting. Um, but before we do that, thank you, Ian Gardner, for being our last donation on givenow.com.au forward slash save sin. Uh, he donated 22 hours ago, <laughs> so it would be nice to get a donation today. It would be very nice. Sorry, um, I'm just arguing with the microphone, just... Yeah. So let's make let's yourselves. make represent the show that gets the donation. We will shout you out live on air. I do want to apologise to someone on Tuesday who <gasps> did actually donate during our no show. No way! But I check. I like. Um, I saw it on my computer, and I was like, well, I'll shout them out at the end of the show because we only had like ten minutes to go. Forgot. Because you know how it is no on one's a Tuesday. Donate only, during the show now. We only have an hour slot on Tuesdays, so it is very packed. And then we're always in such a rush to get out of here because we don't want to push the hoist back. Excuses, excuses. But, um, you lied to our listeners. I'm so sorry, but I, I promise. Otherwise, if you if you donate and during our show today, and I don't shout you out, I will I will post something on the represent socials, and it will be there forever. You should you should send them like a handwritten letter apologizing on the back yeah. of a save sin poster. I'll do oh, I'll do that too. We can all sign it from yeah. your favorite radio hosts. That would be cute. Um we're also supposed to have George in today. I don't know where he is. Allegedly, according to Bridie. Allegedly. Maybe so, he's coming in at four. Maybe I should reread the message. <laughs> maybe well maybe yeah, Bridie yeah, just no, it's, 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 it's so George is coming in. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Ah. 
That's not a question on the news quiz. You know, it is a question on the news quiz, Naya. Oh, yes. Question one. According to the latest rental affordability index report, which state which has... I have definitely read. Yeah, we've all read it. All, all of the pages, all of the words. But So if you have read it, just like I have, we'll both know this question. We'll both know which state has the least affordable regional area for renters. Is it New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, or Tassie? I feel like Victoria would be the most desirable regionally. Yeah. But I like we we've often looked at living regionally in Victoria, and the prices haven't been super shocking. Like, but that's buying a house, so I don't mm-hmm. think it would be Victoria. Maybe the sunny state. I want to surprise Tasmania because I'm leaning towards New South Wales or Queensland, yeah, mainly because of the coastal to towns. Yeah, because oh, because they're still considered regional. Absolutely. Oh, well, we better go New South Wales, because imagine I, trying to get something like in Sydney, yeah. let alone near Sydney. I think, yeah, let's go New South Wales. Yeah. Lock it in. It's Queensland. Oh, sunny, sunny sunshine. Brutal. It was Queensland, followed oh. by New South Wales and Tassie. I wonder. Oh, so, yeah. Actually, okay, so my point about Victoria was correct. Mm. Um, I was just going to have a look. Regional map of Queensland. I wonder... Because regional would go around the capital, which would be Brisbane. I'm just having a quick look at a map. Let's have a look. I want to know how close to the like Sunshine Coast and Gold Coast mm. um, is considered regional. Okay, what have we got? We've got Central North, okay, Far North. Oh, okay. So you sort of a bit of the Sunshine Coast and um, sort of lower Gold Coast area do seem to be of regional in comparison to Brisbane. They are, yeah. Yeah. And that would be expensive to live there. Definitely. The amount of money spent on sunscreen. But you know who could afford to live there? Oh. Troy Sivan. Speaking of Troy Sivan, he's Australian. I only found that out recently. Really? um, Yeah, I only found that out recently. Oh, Oh, I was going really to the fact he was Australian. (laughs) Yeah. But speaking of Troy Sivan, which American actor satirised his music video for Got Me Started on Saturday Night Live? Was it Austin Butler, Christopher Mintz-Plass? I don't know how to pronounce that. Andy Samberg or Timothy Chalamet? I know the answer to this, so um, I want to see if you know. I do not know the answer to this. Um, my friend Marina, shout out if she's listening, would know. Does she watch Saturday Night Live? Yes. Yeah. Um, I just kind of like watch the clips on YouTube sometimes. Can I go with the, like, the most familiar name? Which is? Chalamet. You are correct. Well, I believe you're correct. Because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I watched it on YouTube. And he also hosted the most recent episode, and it is oh, correct. I definitely knew that he hosted that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only saw it because of a specific clip, and I'll show you later. Which British Prime Minister made a shock return to UK politics this week? We if we this. get this wrong, this would be embarrassing, <gasps> because we, we talked about it on the show. It's David Cameron. It is. It is David Cameron. I I hear his name and I think of a television presenter and I'm not entirely sure why. Are you thinking of David Campbell on Channel 9? Well, no, see, I think of James Cameron, the... The film director. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Question four. Well, speaking of films, David Cameron has directed none of these films. Okay. And and not a single film in this franchise. But as of this week... Nor has James Cameron. Nor has James Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. As of this week, which Marvel film has had the lowest performing opening weekend? 
is a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Marvels, The Incredible Hulk, or Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It'd have to be The Marvels. I swear because I saw that out. just coming out. I... I, I know, do know the answer to this. The and Marvels? It is, it is the Marvels. Yeah. Unless I'm wrong. It's kind of sad. It's the Marvels. But I feel like, isn't this just... I don't know, this might be... I don't watch a lot of Marvel films. I enjoy the occasional one. Um, but I feel like this just feels like a rebrand of, like, what was the last big group they did? The Avengers? Yeah. So, I've actually seen all of the Marvel films. I don't... Wow. I don't... Yeah, no, it's it's they're not very good. Um, Ooh, they're, they're, defamation. They're fine, but I, they're, they're fine. Like I think the earlier ones are better. But you know how they had like the huge crossover event, Endgame. It started to hurt my brain. The multiverse. Yeah. It wasn't. I just couldn't compute, it, and that's totally on me. But I couldn't understand. It, it's it. also because the way Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, has handled the multiverse mm. is atrociously bad. Um, okay, in my opinion. <laughs> Not, not that I'm like a comic nerd. Maybe that's how it is in the comics. But if so, that's the comics suck. Um, but yeah, ba- the Marvels. It's, it's not like actually Marvel like an bashing. Aven- yeah, it, it's like um. So the Marvels is not actually like an Avengers thing. It's because it's like a three team of Captain Marvel. Um, was she in the Avengers? She was. She's in the Avengers, okay. and she had her own movie a few years ago. Yeah, I remember that coming out. Um, Miss Marvel, who has her daughter. I, I don't actually. No, I don't think so. No. Um. And she was introduced in a Disney Plus show recently. I thought you were going to end that at a Disney film, and I was like, okay, no. this is getting really confusing. <laughs> um, well, Disney owns Marvel, yeah, so true, there we go. Um, but no, she was she got her own Disney Plus show where she was introduced, and this other girl who is like new, brand new in this movie. But so mm. I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. But I've seen all of them, and I'm getting progressively more tired of them. Um, yeah. But and every time, like I think. Every Marvel movie recently, except for No Way Home, the new Spider-Man one, and oh, yeah, the I new really Guardians of the Galaxy. I to say that. I watched so many Marvel films that I could like be all up to date to see that, and then I got yeah. sick of it and didn't watch it. You, you, you didn't need to watch all of them. I wanted to watch all the Spider-Man ones. Okay, no, the Spider-Man ones are... It is worth watching yeah. all of them for that one, but... um. I like. I get progressively more tired of them. I've complained about all of them. I haven't liked any of them recently. Did you watch that... Um, the one that came out around the same time as Avatar, The Way of Water, and really confusing, Wakanda Forever. I did Black watch Panther. that. I thought that was pretty all right. So I watched that, and I do not watch many Marvel movies in cinemas. That was just, it was just like the only thing <laughs> on when I graduated. Yeah. Um, and so I went and saw that with my dad, and it was good. It was really good. And then it ended, and I was like, great great movie, good ending, and then it actually didn't end, and they had to have more fight scenes. Yeah. It was too long. I fell asleep. It, it's quite <laughs> a long movie, especially for a Marvel movie, but um, I thought that one was pretty alright. Yeah, oh, um, I technically it was cool. great film. They they recovered really well from tragically losing the actor. Chadwick Boseman, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the better Marvel movies recently, but I... I don't know. I keep saying I hate them and I don't like them anymore. And like every new but movie has been really it? bad. But I keep I, I keep encouraging them yeah. because I keep going this and paying feels money. Feels like to a see bit them. of like um you know like what's the phrase you know, hitting someone when they're down or something? Because it's like rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm thinking te- more Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, well they've just had a terrible they've just had a terrible weekend. And now we're like oh let's criticize their films. Oh I was gonna I've been criticizing them for years now. Uh, this is nothing I'm new. Them. I'm over them. And now you've got a, a way but to broadcast your uh, exactly. Criticism. But I'm still oh. gonna go see the Marvels. I mean they're probably. still they're still high budget big 
films. Well, that's the problem. They don't look high budget anymore. They look oh, really bad. They look okay, atrocious. Okay, maybe I am. Go- anyway, yeah. Represent goes to the Marvels. Yeah, we there will, we go. We will bring our feedback soon. Anyway. Yes. A, Tasma- <laughs> a Tasmanian woman, has she seen the Marvels? Doesn't say. A Tasmanian woman, has wo- she did wake up to find a 600 kilogram southern elephant seal. Oh, I saw this. Oh, great. Then you'll know the answer. In I her front not. yard. Stopping her from going to work. What has the seal been named by locals? Oh, no, I just... I knew oh, all no. of that first bit. What are our options? Neil. Neil the seal. Lucille. Okay. Oh, no, they're all going to rhyme. Emile and Camille. <laughs> okay, let me think. Neil the seal. I no, want it it's to, too simple. I want it to be Lucille because then it would be a really good reference to Arrested Development. Yeah. Really great show. There's a great teacher at my school named Lucille. She was amazing. Mm. So I, I think, I think, it, yeah, I we think Lucille. Lucille. But I, I feel like it's going to be Neil because Neil the Seal. Someone's just gone. Oh, it's Neil the Seal. I think we're pinning this more on just like we would love for it yeah. to be Lucille than us actually thinking it's the answer. But it's come also- on, Lucille, it's Neil. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Damn it. And something tells me he would not be the first Neil the Seal. Like oh, someone's no seen the Seal and gone, Neil the Seal. No way. Anyway. New research has been found. The average weekly grocery shop is up by how much since last year? Is it a dollar twenty? Five dollars twenty? More. Ten dollars twenty? More. Twenty dollars twenty. Oh, I don't want it to be that much. I think it. I think it must be though. I I want to say ten dollars twenty. Yeah, let's, that's safer, but it feels like it might be. What do we want to go? Ten or let's 20? go ten. Let's 10? be optimistic. I work at a supermarket, so this is going to be sad if I don't get it. It's. A dollar twenty, actually. What? Wow. Have shops always been this expensive? Interesting. Isn't chocolate getting more expensive or something? I I found the opposite. They said there was going to be a shortage of cocoa, but um, I've seen chocolate on special at like Coles and Woolies, yeah. which is so bizarre. Anyway, which word was announced as the Australian National Dictionary Centre's Word of the Year for 2023? This is the kind of nerdy thing that I would know. Okay, well, you'll know the answer. Oh, I don't. Is it? Is it? Slay. Is it? Please, no. Matilda. Oh, that'd be nice. Is it Bluey? Oh, that'd also be nice, but not as nice as Matilda. Or is it Teal? Teal was last year. Okay, there we go. So I not think. teal. I think it's 2023. Like, Slay was a... Oh, Anaya's just, just swiped her headphones off. <laughs> That's fine. Slay was very much a 2021, 2022 thing, so I don't think it's that. Yeah. It's got to be Matilda, right? It's got to be, because I really don't want but, it to be Slay. But is Matilda a word or a name? But then is Bluey a word or a Bluey name? Bluey is a name. Bluey is more of a name than I think Matilda is, because okay. Matilda has history of being waltzing Matilda. But Matilda? it may have already been it if there's been a year, like... The like bicentenary. I don't know when this was, but like when we all went, oh, like a, a year when everyone went, woo, Australia. Would they have used Matilda then? Good question. And I, Bluey I, has just been made the Maya Windows Christmas theme. I want to say it's Matilda. Okay, let's I, go Matilda. I think it's let's Matilda. Yes, it's Matilda. Woo! There and we go. We're doing atrociously on this. Hang quiz. on. What what dictionary was it? The Australian National Dictionary. Australian... I just want to check whether I was right about teal last year. Okay. Australian National Dictionary. Anyway, I'll read out the next question. You can let me know once I've read it. Teal, yeah. It is teal. There we go. Which musical artist won the most awards at the 2023 ARIA Awards? Is it Genesis Owusu? Is it Troy Sivan? 
Is it G Flip or is it Kylie Minogue? It's not I Kylie Minogue. I only know one of them. It's it's and is it Kylie Minogue? Yes. It's where it's it. I, I, there's no way it's Kylie Minogue. Um, the only person I know who was there was I believe Melanie Bracewell was there. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> She's not an help artist. At all. I um, think it's Troy Sivan. There was a question about him before, wasn't there? There was. Yeah. Because I think what I'm thinking is... Because I did read about the ARIA Awards, but I don't remember. But all I remember is Genesis Orusu won a big award. Yeah. And during their acceptance speech said Free Palestine. And that is political. That is that is certainly political, so there's our link. I think it's Troy Savan. Yeah, let's go let's with go that. Let's go Troy Savan. It is Troy Savan. There I feel we like if go. you won multiple... A comment in one speech wouldn't have been as publicised, exactly. whereas when you win one big one, it'd be like the person winning, um, like, actor or actress of the year at the yeah. um, Tonys. No, not the Tonys. Oh, my goodness. The um, Oscars. Exactly. Anyway, after investigating last Wednesday's nationwide outage, you were watching the Senate inquiry. <laughs> I'm expecting was. you to know this. Telecommunications giant Optus said a routing information update from which third party had caused the shutdown. Yep, not, I'm not even going to read Singtel? the option. What? What is Singtel? Oh, I don't know. Something that Sing- has that had an update that caused their routers to meet a fail-safe mechanism, but then they all, like, met it. There was something about it and, and she made a tweet and then they made a tweet or something, or a statement. And... Yeah. Yeah. So, I, 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 I'm guessing you're right, but Singtel is also the parent company of Optus. Ah, that Fun makes fact. a lot more sense while I was listening to that inquiry why there was a bit more politics as to two different statements coming out that were kind of the same but kind of different. Yeah, so Singtel is a Which we Singaporean will talk about later company. in this episode. It's a Singaporean company that owns Optus. It is also the correct answer to this question. Yes! <laughs> I knew something! The other options, in case you didn't know, oh, yes. um, the Australian Signals Directorate, which I don't even know if no, it's a real thing. No, that sounds like a shop that I'd see on, like, Swanston Street. Telstra? Oh my Doubt goodness, it. that would be so funny. Doubt it. That would be so funny, but I, there's no way that would happen, because then no. Telstra would go down as well. Yeah. Uh, or the National Broadband Network, also known as oh, the NBN, which see, it would not See, that would be. trip up because people would know that one. People would, like, have heard of the NBN. Yeah. And there was talk about how... You were telling us about how coming going on to the NBN caused a bit of a stuff up with the triple um, zero on... Yes, because, um, yeah, phone lines used to deliver power to phones directly, yeah. but since the NBN has come in... Um, they can't do that anymore because all of the phone lines are run voice over IP over the NBN. Yeah. So you don't plug it into the wall, you plug it into your router. But that doesn't get yes. power. Yeah. Anyway. And when the routers all went off. That's true. Anyway, final question. This is final to get a, If we get this, this is a 7 out of 10 for us. Ooh, but if we good. don't get it, it's a 6 out of 10. Oh, shameful. Which I believe would be the worst score we've gotten on a news quiz <laughs> since it's we started doing it. Beating the one that George and I got last Friday. Oh. Anyway, why is Ferrero Group, the company behind Nutella and Ferrero Rocher, giving up on a $70 million hazelnut farm in southern New South Wales? I'll take it if they You'll want to give it? it to me because will you pay, oh, you I not, like... Oh, you pay $70 million for it? No, but I like hazelnut and I will run your hazelnut farm as long as I get free hazelnuts. Well, is it either? A, Australian hazelnuts are now too expensive. Very possible. Cost of living. But 
Could it also be that the region's long-term climate is unsuitable for growing hazelnuts? Also likely, climate change. (laughs) Or is it because Australian hazelnuts have an inferior taste? Or is it because the company's sales have plummeted? I'm going to rule out C and D. Yeah, I do want... I have a note to make about C. Yes. Is that all I picture, and it's not even Ferrero, but the the guy in the lint chocolate ad who's, like, there and he's, like, lint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, moving the chocolate. I'm just picturing him, like, tasting and going, not good enough. Not good Import enough. them instead. Import them. <laughs> Ferrero. Ferrero. Um, yeah. No, I think... Yeah, you're right ruling out those. Well, just, like, I feel like, you know, inferior taste, like, 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 but haven't they been using Australian hazelnuts this whole time? Yeah, I I doubt it. I would think that B sounds logical. I think it would be because, of course, New South Wales is quite drought, not at the moment, but they are quite prone to drought. Mm, But we would have heard, I feel like we would have heard something about it three, three years ago when we had the bad droughts, like, there would have been musings of they're going to have to close or we would have heard more about nut industry because at the moment mm. we're still getting we've got fires but we're still getting rain like we've still yeah. gotten a lot of rain there hasn't been talk of droughts yet but there has been talk of bushfires true which i mean yeah because what do they do if in the case that they do burn down that's a massive investment loss yeah but does that mean hang on does that mean we're going to be importing and they're no longer going to be as good as Australian ones? Or, and I will give up chocolate if this is the case, mm-hmm. um, officially. Yeah. No. Oh, that's a big, big thing to say, but Ferrero will stop putting hazelnut in their chocolate. I doubt that. Isn't the whole point Nutella of Nutella Nutella will hazelnut? no longer exist. Nutella will but- become cashews. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. It'll be Cashuela. I don't want to think about that. That sounds horrible. So what are we thinking? Do we think B. we're thinking B? I That's... think I think you've got the right points there. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. Is it B? Are the is the region's long-term climate unsuitable? Yes, it is. Woo! I mean, no, go. that's really sad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. We got it correct. We scored 14% yes, better than we... the average. Suck oh, it, Southern look... New South Wales. <laughs> let's go to a song. <laughs> Ooh, let's go to the song. Seven out of ten. We've matched George and I's from last week. What are we listening to? Uh, we are listening to Magic Circle by Lewis Cancut. Look. You're listening to Sing. Sin. Sing. <laughs> you are listening to Sing, and there was somebody just singing a song there on was. Sing. No, and we're Sin 90.7, everyone's favourite radio station. Suck it, Nova. Um, exactly. And that was Lion Boy by Banjo Lucia. Banjo. I think, probably. Do you think he performed it on the banjo? It would be very sad if not, but I don't think I, I heard so. a banjo in that song. I don't think I heard a banjo either. So, it was really quiet, like in the background. It was written on a banjo. Yeah. But you know what wasn't quiet, Naya? What wasn't quiet? The week in US politics. Oh, goodness. I'm just saying, I have a, I have a three-page doc here of, yeah. Oh, wow. Of dot points from it. This is covering the whole week in US politics. Are you ready for a rundown? How are you I feeling? Am, have you heard right. much about US politics this week? Nope. Not, nothing at all? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Okay, so I've got the biggest events from okay. the week. There was also some 
Israel-Palestine stuff that was related to the US that I was going to put in, but I wasn't sure whether somebody was going to be doing an Israel-Palestine segment, so I left it out. Now I'm regretting that, but yes. I have the links at the bottom. So there I can, we go. So I'm going to check in with that, but that'll be at the end. So here we go. Huge week. Starting on Tuesday, because America's a day behind us. Exactly. <laughs> so starting on Tuesday... Naya, do you remember the dude who stormed the Capitol January 6th last year? And he had, like, the American flag face paint and the weird Viking hat and all that sort of thing? Yes. You remember him? Very patriotic. A little bit, like, not Swedish. Where, where are the Vikings? I, I have I'm not a clue. F- Dead, like- I'm assuming. <laughs> Europe, European? Caribbean? Yeah, European. I always think of it being European, like I, Nordic. I think they're also on Netflix last time I checked. <laughs> well, anyway, would you vote for him to be your representative? I mean, if we could introduce <laughs> face paint to politics, <laughs> yes. Really? Um, and he's obviously passionate, but I feel like there would be better ways to go about it, so no. But I feel like I have a feeling I know where this is going. You do probably do, because on Tuesday, Jacob Chansley, who is that dude, also mm-hmm. with Jacob. The, he also has the nickname the QAnon Shaman, which he is. He definitely made that nickname. Oh, yeah. He filed paperwork on Tuesday to run for Congress. Wow! Very, very interesting. Okay. He's running in the in a district in Arizona. Okay. Funnily enough, his voting rights in Arizona have been revoked. Oh! Uh, due to him having a felony, and right. he will be running as a libertarian. So, you can have your voting rights removed, but you can still run. Uh, apparently. This is going to go in my book of slightly confusing rules in the U.S. I'm just going to double check. Can your voting rights be revoked? In Arizona. I saw it in the news article, but I need to make sure I've read this right. Yeah, a person who was convicted of felony um, re- loses their right to vote. Oh, wow. We don't have that unless it's a life sentence. I, I don't know if we have that at all, actually. I'm not quite sure. You can double-check that. But the uh, district that is running in leans right, and he's mm-hmm. going up against a slew of Republican candidates after Republican Representative Debbie Lesko announced she wouldn't be seeking re-election in 2024. Okay. Do you think he has a chance to win? It's America. Of course he has a chance. I honestly could so have, see him winning. We've had so many curveballs from that country this year. Mm. Absolutely. And, I mean... Props to him in that this is a more sensible way to get your voice heard. Than storming actually, the Capitol? Yeah, is to actually run and get genuine support that is founded. Mm. Um, I think the fact he's running as a libertarian as well is quite interesting. A yeah. libertarian, of course, if you don't know, means you don't believe that government should either exist or have the reach that it does. Yeah, um, which I suppose aligns with him storming the Capitol. Exactly. So it's interesting. But anyway, that was that was a bit of a funny one that I saw. Yeah. And what we now move on to Wednesday. Wednesday okay. was a pretty huge day yep. in U.S. politics this week. But we'll start off with the big story from Wednesday, where the U.S. House of Representatives, who whom have the recently elected Republican Speaker Mike Johnson. Yes. Which we went through a lot on this show. Please tell me he's still Speaker. We do not need more of that. He is still Speaker, and he has just passed a bill avoiding a potential government shutdown. I feel like we hear about a government shutdown every couple weeks we with the U.S. We just had one. We well, kind of. 
involved. That wasn't technically a government oh, yeah, it wasn't, shutdown. Yeah, it was it more of a shutdown of the thing. house, but they couldn't do anything until oh. they elected a new speaker. It's ridiculous. We they just waste time. That. Can we do that? Like, can we shut down anything I in don't, the parliament? I, I, I'm sure we can, but I don't. It doesn't yeah. happen <laughs> with the amount of. Yeah. The, yeah, it doesn't happen. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that happened. The shutdown was set to happen days before Thanksgiving, which would halt paychecks to millions of federal workers unless the new oh. stopgap spending agreement could be reached. So, obviously, it should be done annually, but they couldn't come to an agreement. So, this is a stopgap one. The vote passed 336 to 95. 93 of those 95 opposing votes were from far right Republicans. Oh, okay. Which doesn't. It all surprised me. Yeah. Um, so the new agreement, the new stopgap funding agreement, is what they're calling a laddered agreement, which is quite interesting. So it guarantees funding for federal agencies into next year. But some departments are getting their funding until January 19th. The other departments are getting their funding until February 2nd. Yeah. This allows lawmakers more time to draft actual annual spending bills, which is how it should be done the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Republicans want really steep cuts to spending, but the stopgap that they've reached on Wednesday keeps levels at keeps it at the levels that the Democrats passed last year while they held the House. Yeah. The Democratic leadership encouraged members to support the Republican bill, committing to, quote, always put people over politics and try to find common f- common ground with our Republican colleagues wherever possible. I think the Republicans should sort of think about that a little bit. Mm. Far-right Republican... It's very generous. It is very generous, isn't it? But again, put people over politics. Um, but you know what? Guess who aren't happy? The far-right Republicans. They never are with anything. Uh. Um, They're not too happy, and working with the Democrats on a stopgap is exactly what got Kevin McCarthy ousted. Wow, we're going back to McCarthy. Um, The last speaker. Yeah. Yeah, the last speaker. So so basically he he tried to do the same thing, and he got ousted, which is very interesting. Okay. Um, Oh, please, 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 we do not need that again. Well, that's okay, because it is very unlikely to happen again to Johnson. Okay, Where many of the far-right Republicans are still sort of standing by him. Okay. They still support him as a speaker for now, but they are still calling for bold change, which is very interesting. But, but of course, I don't think America at the moment really has an appetite for another speaker change. They also don't have the time. No. Because, of course, the holidays are just about to go underway in America. And yeah. one you don't, like, a surefire way to lose voters is not giving federal workers their paychecks before the holidays. Yeah. That's, that's a surefire crazy. way to stuff yourself completely. Um, so, yeah, it was really just all about that. Um, J- Mike Johnson said he shares the same goals as many of his colleagues, I guess, in terms of, he didn't go very specific, but I'm guessing he means in terms of sort of cutting some funding a little bit, saving a bit of money. But there wasn't enough time left in the year to come to a, to come to an annual agreement, which would theoretically include all of those cuts. And he said that a government shutdown over the holidays isn't exactly what anyone wants. Yeah, which is very fair. Uh, the bill's going to the Senate now, where the majority leader Chuck Schumer has said that his chamber will vote on the measure as soon as possible. The Senate minority leader Mitch McConnell has endorsed the bill. Yeah. So. It might go through pretty breezy in the Senate, hopefully, because I don't That'd think be any... nice. Because imagine if you were a federal worker, you're just about to go into Thanksgiving, you're just about to go into Christmas, you're spending a lot of money, you're potentially travelling to family or potentially having family with you, cooking up a big meal. Hey, no paycheck. 
How, yeah. how terrible would that be? And short notice, too. Exactly. Disgusting. Anyway, there were a few other things on Wednesday, so let's dive into it. I've just got a few quick ones here. It was revealed that Trump advised a Republican Senate candidate, Herschel Walker, to call his opponent a child abuser. This is based on unconfirmed and unfounded claims from a summer camp in 2002 that was run by his opponent, Raphael Warnock, while he was a pastor. Of course, uh, the candidate, Herschel Walker, never said any of this, mm-hmm. but apparently it was an idea that was considered and the fact that Trump would advise that. Interesting. <laughs> it it um, definitely leans on you know, um, examples we see of like what people call colloquially like dirty politics. Exactly. Where it becomes, you know, it's real personal and some's true, some's not, but those really attacks on who someone is. Absolutely. A pretty scathing yeah, attack as well. Because that in itself as a rumour can be terrible. Absolutely. Even when it's fully proven to be untrue, there will be people who don't know that it's not true. Yeah, and making very unfounded claims like that should should not have a place anywhere, especially not in politics. But we've seen that sort of I guess the Republicans, they're willing to do anything. Yeah. Speaking of Trump it was confirmed that he will be able to appear on the Republican primary ballot in Michigan after there were people trying to sue and use the insurrection clause in the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, which would invalidate him being able to run. Um, yeah, it says, anyone who takes an oath to the United States and then engages in insurrection or rebellion against the nation cannot hold office unless Congress votes by two-thirds majority to allow them so he can run on the Republican primary ballot. Yeah. If he wins that, he will then become the Republican nominee for president. Oh, right. But okay. there's still the issue of, you know, can he be president with that clause? The judge in Michigan has left that open to Congress to decide, which is quite interesting. Yeah. And I'm assuming insurrection, rebellion, this of course refers to the Capitol riots, January 6th, he never technically did anything and it's quite debated whether... Well, he debates. Not anyone else really debates, but he debates as to whether his Twitter post really did cause anything. But do you think it's fair to take him off the ballot for that? I think it it would be abiding by that rule like that is what they've said Mm. um and i think i mean it is a debate that what you post online how much authority do you have over Mm. the result of it and that's what we see with so much online defamation now is that it can be so widespread and it can incite violence it can turn people against other people and so i think there's not much doubt that a public figure as much as he is, his tweet definitely is some cause in, if not the event itself, in sparking emotions for it. Mm. Um, And, I mean, compared to, like, all the other things he can allegedly have done and end up in court for but still run. If he can still run from jail, which I believe was a discussion earlier in the year. <laughs> it, it was, then yeah, it I remember that. it seems silly that this is the thing that would get him off the ballot. Yeah. 
it'd be interesting. But I think I think it definitely if if an Australian um, candidate for leader, say the next candidate for leader of the Labor Party, went out and started, you know, organising riots in Canberra, then I don't I don't think it is necessarily appropriate, especially if they are violent riots. It's yeah. one thing protests, but once you become violent or overly dis- disrupting. Like if you're going to disrupt in a way that is threatening, mm. I think you you surpass um, the values that we need for a parliament, which is which does include a sensible. Mm. You know, you are running a country by example as well as you know, your actions. Don't just get everyone to go and storm people when you don't get your way. No, that's not going to teach anyone anything. Exactly. Speaking of Trump. Yeah. Trump filed a motion for a mistrial in his civil trial, also on Wednesday, alleging that the judge is biased and took part in improper co-judging. It will likely be this mistrial thing will likely be struck down since it's a bench trial without a jury. So the judge that he is accusing of bias is the only presider over the case. No jury. That surprises me and doesn't surprise me. It doesn't me. surprise me because you're never going to find an impartial yeah. jury was, for this sort of thing, was, especially because it's been yeah, run in New York. There's been a couple of celebrity um, trials where it's been like that. It's like, how do you find yeah. 12 people who have never seen that film? Um, exactly. But, yeah, I do think I... Whether or not what he's done, like whether he is convicted guilty, not guilty... I feel sorry particularly for the judge presiding over that case because you have... He has been in office. He's one of the major party... Like, he's a member of one of the major parties um, and he's super, super public. So if he is deemed guilty, there is going to be an unbelievable amount of backlash and I think vice versa, potentially not as much because there's less of a feeling of an accusation against someone um, as a person if they're let off not guilty because Mm. you can say okay well there just wasn't enough evidence even though people might have thought it was the case um but that's a hard gig you are you are dealing with someone and i mean even even for him like it's beside the point how i politically stand but i feel sorry for anyone who has or has not actually made the mistake that led them there but you are in a position that you are so high profile that you don't necessarily feel that you are getting a fair trial because you cannot have a jury in the way that someone else, you know, John Doe on the street. But also, I guess a judge is sworn to being impartial there is, oh, and unbiased. Oh, absolutely. I don't, so, don't at all think that they're not, but I can understand why you'd be concerned. You, yeah, if fair you don't, enough. If you don't have, instead of, like, 12 people, you have one. Yeah, but I guess just it is a bit hard because, you know, a jury swears to that, I guess, at the start, but also they're not necessarily qualified in any specific exactly. way. Exactly, yeah, you are, you are accusing someone very, very qualified of... Um, what? And they have, they have very... They have slightly different but quite strict rules about who is a judge in America. Yes. Like that's, that's massive. I think if I was to put a jury on this, surely you'd do six and six, Democrat-Republican... Or four and four. But how can you be sure that that's how they vote? Four, well, I, I, exactly, that's the problem. You so I guess the party like... system is very much more defined in America than it is yeah. in, in Australia. And the problem is, obviously, a jury has to be Americans, but mm. you need to grab, like, 12 <laughs> you know people from the middle of a tiny island in Europe. Get all libertarians. <laughs> yeah, see, that's something else. Get all libertarians. Else. Or get four, four and four. Get um, 
four, 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 four and four, Democrat, Republican, third party. Yeah. Do that. But um, anyway, moving on, we now go forward one day. Wednesday was huge. Wednesday was huge. But this is potentially the biggest story out of any okay, of this. Okay, okay, yep. Biden and Xi Jinping. Yeah. They hung out. They chilled out. They had a had a good chat. Um, at a mansion outside San Francisco. Very, very bougie. Yeah. So, Biden said that the meeting brought substantial progress on limiting narcotics trafficking, specifically relating to ingredients used in fentanyl, which is America's biggest killer at the moment, restoring lines of military communication between the two nations, and also preliminary discussions on artificial intelligence. That's been a long time coming. Lots of good, however. Oh, we like the however. However, they could not come to an agreement on the fate of Taiwan, which uh, Xi told Biden... That wasn't going to be one meeting. That was not going to be one meeting, and it certainly wasn't going to happen, like, in the first meeting between Biden and Xi in a year. Uh, However, they could not come to uh, an agreement on Taiwan, which Xi told Biden was the most dangerous thing threatening US-China relations. So, Xi had some pretty strong words about it. He said, the, quote... The U.S. side should stop arming Taiwan and support China's peaceful reunification. China Peaceful. Let's just think about that. But then he goes on to say, China will realise reunification and this is unstoppable. That doesn't sound really... This um, is very militaristic language. That doesn't sound peaceful to me. No. <laughs> Yikes. And it feels like... So I don't know a huge amount about the conflict or lack Mm. thereof, but bubbling under the surface between China and Taiwan. But it does feel a a little bit like Biden and in turn America has been given a bit of a, you know, we've got uh, like an ultimatum. They've put someone else between them. It's a bit, you know... Between America and China? Yeah, it's like, go our way. Australia wants to have that role, apparently. That's what Albo wants. He wants to be the middleman between them. Did we talk about Albanese's trip to... We didn't talk about it. I think it was a pretty busy time for us because we did have that Tim Reid interview, and I think that was the closest show to it. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was watching another episode. They talked about pandas, which made me really happy. I like pandas. But, yeah, I feel like... I mean, I'm in no way saying that this is the first time China has done this, nor it's the first time any country countries do this all the time. Oh, I'm just going to turn my notifications off. <laughs> um, but yeah, it um, it feels a bit. It's yeah, it's it's dangerous language to be to be putting a bit of a, you know, you can go our way, but if you don't, we are, we have, we will go our way anyway. Hmm. Not with you. So, yeah, it's a bit interesting. Uh, Biden also made his position quite clear. Yeah. According to a U.S. official, uh, the U.S. official said, quote, I think President Biden responded very clearly that the longstanding position of the United States was a determination to maintain peace and... and Maintain (laughs) peace and stability. Why couldn't I say that? That we believed in the status quo and that we ask that that the Chinese respect the electoral process in Taiwan. So Biden said that to Xi, and Xi responded, apparently, according to the US, by saying, quote, Look, peace is all well and good, but at some point we need to move towards a resolution more generally. 
Yeah. Which um, China's clearly like they they they're set, which is quite interesting. Um, not necessarily surprising though. Not at all. They, surprising. they have brought no. this to Biden rather than Biden proposing this. Yeah. To them. Um, Xi also expressed unhappiness about the U.S. sanctions on the technology sector, especially Huawei, mm-hmm. um, saying, quote, suppressing China... Xi's saying that, sorry. Saying that, quote, suppressing China's science and technology is curbing China's high-quality development and depriving the Chinese people of their right to develop, which is there interesting. Are other places to develop Yeah, technology. and um, it's interesting that Xi said this to the US because a lot of countries over the world are doing this Australia especially we've yeah. banned Huawei from our 5G rollout yeah um but I guess America has been a bit more hard on it like I'm pretty sure in Australia you can still have a Huawei phone and use it can they you? don't sell them okay but you can buy a Huawei phone somewhere and use it on an Australian mobile network okay. in the US you can't do that like, if you try and connect to a US cell network from a Huawei phone, it does not let you do that. It blocks you. Did you look it up? Have you got anything? I have, but we'll have to chat in the uh, song break and okay. we we'll, might bring it to you after. To be confirmed. To be confirmed. Um, there was no progress on freeing the, U- the US nationals currently held in China. There was also... Yeah, there was no progress on that... N- General disagreement on Taiwan, yeah, and general disagreement on U.S. tech sanctions, but yep. so it was still a pretty good meeting. I feel like there was progress on military yeah. narcotics. Yeah, there was a fair bit. It also does open that very important dialogue between yeah, the U.S. Exactly. and China. Well, I mean, disagreement is part of politics. Exactly. Um, so yeah, a U.S. a senior U.S. official did compare this meeting to last year's meeting in Bali which, funnily enough, happened a exactly a year and a day before the, this most recent meeting, so that's cute. That is. And said that there was much more open discussion in this meeting, which I think is promising. So I ask you, do you think this is a step in the right direction towards US-China relations being repaired, or is this sort of just like a one-off, do you reckon? I feel like it's very important that they both make this decision now. Decision relate like relating to Taiwan. Oh no, or... no, no! I mean the decision to continue um, a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, I mean, you see this just in general life. If you don't make the plans when you think of it, life goes so quickly, and so much happens in the U.S. that that relationship, I think, can easily strain with time. Yeah. Um. And I think with because there's disagreements, we do need to see more, and the world will expect more. Um, they are two very enormous players. Exactly. So, step in the right direction. I think so. A- any any dialogue is a step in the right direction. Because I think it's good, but also we do have that problem that we had the the America the America has the an America. election next year, oh, where no. potentially Biden is no longer going to be president and theoretically we could see trump back at it so quick sort things out now i the changeover will disrupt things i mean changeover will disrupt things anyway if there is an election because we'll have a period of pause because even if you know biden could like make it all right with the with china now 
But if Trump or another Republican were to yeah. be elected into the office next year, no matter how much good work Biden does with China now... They could undo it, yeah. Do, yeah, it would be theoretically completely undone. Yeah. So if a Republican was to get into the office into office next year, I can't speak today, <laughs> what do you think it would it would do for US China relations? I would like to think that anybody who is going to be stepping into that much of a public position in the world would know that their relationship with China is very, very important. I worry, however, that political... Um, the, the general political uh, perspective on the relationship could easily cause more of a rift between America and China if it is not handled uh, sensibly, correctly... Um, in a, in a way that still facilitates a discussion. And it's not just a big fight for who's better, who's stronger, who's, you know, yells louder. Mm. Yeah. I have hope. You have hope. I have hope. So we're going to leave this on a hopeful note. Hopeful note. There we'll are, get back to you next year. There are a couple more things. Two more yep. things that happened today, actually. Ooh, today. Okay, we're Fresh getting very recent. New York Republic. Is today Thursday there? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, well, cool. actually, it would just be ticking over to Friday, I believe. Yeah, okay, yeah. New York Republican Congressman George Santos announced he will not seek re-election next year after the U.S. House Ethics Committee oh. ooh, issued a report accusing him of frauds. Santos has called the report biased and a disgusting politicised smear. The report accused him of deceiving donors into donating for his campaign while the payments were actually used to benefit himself. N nothing to do with his campaign. The, the, this one I, f I find quite funny. He also reported fake loans to incentivize donors to donate to pay off the loans. Mm -hmm. He then diverted those donations to himself as repayments. Oh, my Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, okay. I I worry in cases like this that we then end up with people go, okay, well, his, not resignation, but it is, oh, it is essentially a resignation at the end of a term, mm. um, that that is admission of guilt. Whereas people... Because if he wasn't guilty, why... Okay, no, there is a reason why he was not going for re-election. Oh, did yeah, okay, say, I would like I would like. He did say um, it's because his family has been harmed a lot from this. Okay, yeah. And um, this can't do any, any more good to his family. That yeah, sort of exactly. accusation is massive. There was a specific quote here. I do have the link here. I'm just going to double check uh, what he said specifically. Because um, he did say something about his family. I do need to find it. Sorry, yeah. Um, here we go. So this is what he said specifically. I, I'm, I'm going to guess that this was written on social media because it reads like a social media post. I will not not in all caps, be seeking re-election for, for a second term in 2024 as my family deserves better than to be under the gun from the press all the time. That is fully reasonable. And he said it on X. Yes. His X account, formerly known as Twitter. There, There is a long <gasps> post here. Look, Twitter, look at this post. Twitter. I didn't realise Twitter oh posts goodness. could be Hang this on, long. what? Okay, I'm just going to... They can't. Twitter posts could never be that well, long. Well, no, no, they, I think they can be if you pay for it. Oh, 
if you if you subscribe to X Premium or w- whatever it is called, I don't know anymore. Oh, I'm now on. Um, yeah, X Premium. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm just having a look. I'm like, oh, that's really, hmm. that's interesting. I feel like that defeats the purpose. This is going to get into a discussion about X versus Twitter now. Yeah, but um, yeah. <laughs> itself versus itself. Yeah, <laughs> really. Um, so yeah, very interesting. And then our final piece. Oh yes, okay. Oh sorry, one more thing about George yep. Santos. Uh, in October, he pleaded not guilty to twenty-three criminal charges, federal criminal charges, which included laundering funds and defrauding donors. Twenty-three. Twenty-three that alleged that included allegedly laundering funds and allegedly defrauding donors. Twenty-three. Wow. Is that still so? Is that still underway, or was did that end? I honestly don't know. It didn't, didn't specify in my reading, okay. but I can double check it over the song break. But for our yeah. final one, and then we'll get into a song, then we're all US politics uh, out. Yes. A judge has paused a gag order that barred Trump from commenting on court staffers in his civil fraud trial. Okay. So the judge cited constitutional concerns about restricting Trump's freedom of speech. This is the same judge that Trump has has accused of bias. So, do consider, could he be lifting this gag order because of this mistrial claim? Yeah. Or could he be doing it because he actually thinks this? Um, The gag order was initially imposed last month, and Trump was fined $15,000 for making a disparaging post about a court clerk in his civil trial case. He can now comment about court staff as much as he'd like while a very long appeals process plays out in the court in his civil trial. We might need to do a deep dive into a civil trial yeah, at some I think point. Because so. we haven't talked about it too much on the show. Yeah. But um that's US politics. That's US politics. Thank you for your US <laughs> politics update. That is that has been a crazy week. I hate America. <laughs> <laughs> before this segment I'd no, like to before, point out you said I love America. I love America because they're just I uh, can't say the word on air, but they're just a, such a show. I they love watching are them. Such a show. But um as are we. And <laughs> I feel like such a song. <laughs> I feel like such a song too. What are we listening to? We are listening to A few things that aren't a songs. A few things that aren't songs and then Possibly breakdown by mood spill, but you know what? I'll let you know after the song. Okay. You're listening to Sin. Welcome back welcome, to Represent. Welcome, welcome. We just talked about America. Woo! Exactly. Our favorite place across the <laughs> that ocean that's there, Pacific, Atlantic. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The I, water I, I do not the concern water. myself with trivial oceans. <laughs> what do they do other than just sit there and have water in them? They move and they move like temperatures and depending on where the water goes depends on like <laughs> other stuff and like the moon and stuff. I'm going to go and uh, I was, oh, was going to say something I probably shouldn't do, but um, I was going to say I'm going to go and turn off an Optus tower just so I don't have to hear more about oceans. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, the topic of Optus Towers and them turning off. If you can well, hear actually, our that, show that right that now, wasn't... you know that your local Optus Tower is working. Good stuff. Really? Yeah, apparently, if you can hear the show. Because Wait! You... Oh, well, that's what? if you're listening to us on the Community Radio Plus app. Oh. But... Oh. Which, by the way, you can listen to us on. You can also listen to us on sin.org.au, 90.7 FM, and digital radio, or... If you, yeah, which three of those work if the Optus um, mobile service is down. But speaking of Optus, Naya, speaking of Optus, you've been watching the Inquiry live. 
Um, disclaimer, I have not watched the whole inquiry. I have watched part of it. I will have watched all of it. <laughs> but Freddie's just waving and I can't see because waving behind me. I was waving me. a mate of mine. Oh, no. Hi, Ollie. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Um, yeah, so I have not watched the whole inquiry, but I will have by Tuesday. So here's a promised update on Tuesday when mm. I've watched the whole thing. And hopefully by then we will have also gotten some answers. I can't remember how long they have um, when questions get put on notice. Mm. Um, but we might have some of the answers because some questions about communications were put on notice by the actual MPs on the panel who said we just want some really specific answers to these. Mm. Um, so after the Optus outage of Wednesday last week, a Senate inquiry was launched and held this morning. Um, the inquiry is being chaired by Senator Sarah Hanson-Young and this morning Kelly Bayer-Rossmarin, Optus's chief executive, spoke at the inquiry. I'd like to point out, I've so I've seen photos of inquiries before, but it never sort of gets old. The, the way that it is formatted, you have the MPs and senators up on this slightly risen bench mm. and then you have a room. And I'm assuming the back chairs are... There must be some sort of either public gallery or um, if there are witnesses coming in for the inquiry. But then you've got this table that's slightly lower sitting in front of them. And in this case, you only have two people sitting at that table. And it gives the most intense job interview aura. <laughs> it is like nothing else. Yeah. Um, so it covered a lot, lot of things. I will co cover um, briefly each of those and then... On Tuesday, we'll get a little bit more in detail when I've watched. I did. I went through some articles, but I really wanted to see what she was saying in full before I quote too much about it. Mm -hmm. um, but she did confirm, because we knew that there were lots of calls to triple zero uh, that did not go through. There were 228 triple zero calls, according to Bayer Rosmarin. 228 um, too many. Yes, yes. Mm. Uh, she has said that they have done welfare checks on all of the calls and everybody is okay. Okay, that's good. Um, she also said, quote, we don't run the triple zero system, we participate in the triple, z triple zero system. And, quote, the triple zero system is meant to be able to pick up the traffic when we have an outage like this, which we actually know from Tuesday that that is the case. As you spoke yeah. about, that I it shouldn't have occurred the way it did. I also found out something quite interesting because do you know who does run the triple zero system? No. Telstra. Oh. When you call triple zero, it is somebody who works for Telstra picking up the phone. That's very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Yeah, all well that. So, yeah, that, so there really is no reason that that should, like, logically shouldn't have. Well, yeah, yeah, because it's like Optus just didn't. Because as I said on Tuesday, the tower, the Optus towers were still on. Yeah. Even though they couldn't do anything, and because the towers were on, phones were seeing like, oh, the tower's on. Yeah. And the tower's sending out a signal, obviously, that was like, yeah, we can take emergency calls. But it couldn't. But yeah, so the it would the phone would connect to the tower to try and make a triple zero call, and once it got to the tower, the tower would just be like, oop, <laughs> and drop it. Yeah. Yeah. And of well, course, if you had a landline on Optus yeah. NBN. That wasn't working either. Same that either. was off yeah. completely. Um, but that it, it is very, very good news to hear that everyone is okay because that was definitely concerning. Um, that would have been very unfortunate. Yeah, and um, I think it would have been particularly unfortunate for the face of Optus, which obviously they're already um, facing a lot of backlash just from community members saying Optus this is isn't terrible. This is a PR crisis right now, yeah, I would argue. But this, um, I think if people had been 
seriously harmed and couldn't um, get the help they needed, it would have it would have added another layer. But Absolutely. I think it also gives the opportunity to um, both for people to understand how that system works because I never knew until last week that I could call triple zero if my phone wasn't working. Um, yeah. Like I didn't. I had no idea. Um, as long as you're in range of any mobile yeah. tower. You can make a triple zero call. Yeah, so that's that's massive mm. to um to know, and I think that's if there's any silver lining, people are going to understand that a little bit more. Exactly. Um, uh, speaking of, you know, all the people who have been affected, mm. um, Optus has, according to Bear Rosmarin, paid thirty six thousand dollars approximately in compensation. Um, and approximately 8,500 customers have requested compensation, totaling around $430,000, which is a lot of money. That's good. But, I mean, when you think about it in comparison, these are these are billion-dollar industries. Mm. Um, so, I mean, but it's good that people are, you know, requesting the compensation they need. Absolutely. We haven't... I haven't heard much on class action since Tuesday. Um, yeah. I feel like as long as they provide proper compensation, but also yeah, they... it hasn't been confirmed whether or not yeah. that compensation was cash or services, though. You get so. an extra 100 gigabytes for yeah. you to not use. It's worth $36,000, though. Um, <laughs> They're uh, not the gigabytes, right? The compensation <laughs> they have handed out. Yeah, the compensation. The, well, so that that's the issue. We don't know whether that $36,000 is in cash oh, or services. So do you think they could be counting because theoretically Optus was valuing their 200 gigabytes per customer. They were valuing that at about $70 each. Yeah. Could that be the $36,000? There's no be. way. I, that, I feel like that feels like a bit too much. Oh, well, Optus does have 10 million customers. It does. So, and not all of them Remember are that, robot oh, yeah, that customers. Would be 70 million. Calculator. 70 bucks. Tons. It's not going to it's not going to be 36,000. This is ridiculous, but 7 Hang on. 10 million times 70. Y- yeah, 700 it's 700. Million. So the 30 yeah, I was I was I once I started typing it into the calculator, I'm like, wait, this is the most ridiculous thing I've yeah. ever done. No, but these would only be people who have requested compensation. So it'd be businesses who lost a piece yeah. of their FPOS machines or something yeah. like that. Well, on yeah. the topic of businesses, oh. that has come up. Um, and it was raised in the wake of <laughs> favourite words of the year, cost of living crisis, with businesses Never heard potentially... Of it. <laughs> I'm joking. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, yeah. that, that's what I want the cost of living crisis to do right now. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Um, because some businesses, particularly those that um, online or can only take card, which we're seeing an increase of nowadays, um, yeah. they essentially lost a day of business, which can be really, really massive. Yeah. Um, or can be. It is. It is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, they were asked... So now we get into a little bit of the stuff that technologically I don't entirely understand, but they explained it quite well, so okay. I understand it more. They to did be fair, ask, people in the Senate usually don't understand it either. So. I did feel a little bit sorry for them because there were a couple of moments where they're, they're obviously... like They know what they're asking, but they're trying to themselves get their head around these technological um, concepts. But they mm. were asked whether... Um, business plans were given a backup eSIM or there is plans or there's been talk about plans for these kind of outages where businesses um, can still run. And she said, quote, yes, we do have those conversations. 
Um, and she said that many people do have backup eSIMs um, and that there are lots of levels of redundancy given to those who need it, including people who um, are like their phone line is an essential service. Um, mm-hmm. She said that, quote, we are encouraging sm- all small businesses who are affected to reach out to us individually. Uh, and this is in the hopes that they, would un- they can understand and set them up to be more resilient, um, which great if you're a small business and you know you can contact them and they are they're essentially promising to help you to be more resilient in the future but that doesn't stop that that doesn't diminish the fact that you may not have been resilient enough for this and how much has this hit people Mm. um but like what's resilient just having a backup telstra plan to chuck in your machine you think that isn't that more expensive well, I suppose it'd be part of the plan, so it may not be. I guess so. I don't really know much about, like, what these of like when how much an, it costs to run yeah. an FPOS machine on a on when a phone it's an network. eSIM. It's a little bit different altogether because you're not dealing with physical. But it's the cost is still the same. Yeah. An eSIM plan and a physical SIM plan are the same thing. For people who don't know, an eSIM is when you like sign up to a phone plan instead of getting the little SIM card, you can scan a QR code. Yeah. And I think. M- Every new phone can do that. Yeah. Now, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I believe they're highly recommended when travelling to get an eSIM. Yeah, because you can get a local eSIM, and something that's quite cool is if if you're on Telstra, <laughs> um, there's like Wi-Fi calling. Yeah. And basically, what can happen is you don't have to pay for roaming, because you can make Wi-Fi calls on your phone yes. for free without roaming and the good thing is i believe most phones do this is if you're roaming if you're international um and you make a wi-fi call and you're not connected to a wi-fi network if you have an e-sim with data it will use the e-sim data to make yeah. a wi-fi call and then you don't have to pay for it that's very clever so yeah that's something fun i, I think it recently. helps also because people don't always understand and people can be quite shocked when a phone bill comes through and they're like how on earth do i spend this much because well, it doesn't always I, I've s- I've seen roaming like it costs a lot. Oh it's yeah, it's like what is it like? I think Telstra it's approximately ten dollars a day in Canada. No, it might have been five in Canada, ten in the US when we went away. Yeah, and so we I think it's a ridiculously I have a high physical cost. physical sim. I think Dad, you know, personal anecdote. I think <laughs> Dad might have been on an e sim. Mum might have been, but I'm pretty sure I saw her sim card which would mean it must have been a physical, but I think my brother and I were on physical SIM yeah, cards. Yeah, it's ridiculously expensive. Yeah, roaming would be unbelievably expensive. Terrible. It would be like $300 each at least. Don't do it. Go and roaming, roaming isn't always a huge amount. No, it, no, no. You get like a, a gigabyte amount. of data yeah. or something. Which is kind of use. like you'd use it. I think we we used it a couple of times when we really needed to make like an essential call. Mm. We had the water go off at home. <laughs> we had oh. someone staying. We're like, wow. Right, those little things. But yeah. yeah, it's expensive and that's not yeah. easy for people. And it's even harder if you don't realise you've gone in, on to roaming. Um, mm. So we did, it's when we get even more technical. Oh. We go to the root cause of the outage. And this was um, actually, if you're listening to the start of the show when we did the um, news quiz and we talked about Singtel, um, the... Optus's parent yeah, company. Yeah, parent company yeah. of Optus. They're very big. Um, so uh, Hanson Young said that Bear Rossmarin's reason for the outage that Optus gave out was disputed by Singtel. Oh. However. Oh, okay. Yeah. However, 
Uh, Bayer Rossmarin said our statement was agreed and approved by Singtel. And she called the statement that Singtel put out after Optus put out their official statement um, of the cause. This is so. This is post Wednesday. Wednesday's outage. She called it a clarification because it had been taken wrong. So she said, "Quote that the root cause was our Cisco routers hit a fail-safe mechanism, which meant each one of them independently shut down. That was triggered by the upgrade to the Singtel International Peering Network." Okay, massive, massive, massive communications yeah. business jargon. I managed to break it down enough that you've got um, <laughs> the fail-safe okay. mechanism. It sounds like it, it's there as a precaution, but it didn't work in the way it should have, and then when all routers went down instead of, like, one going down, um, it was it was like one should go down, the fail-safe mechanism... I'm totally going to get this wrong. The <laughs> fail-safe mechanism should stop all of them from going out, but because they all individually went out, they all would have hit said fail-safe mechanism to stop the others going out, but it was individual. But she said that it was... Um, that it was taken wrong, that people said, oh, so the root cause was the upgrade. And she said, no, the root cause... But that instead the root cause was actually the routers hitting a failsafe mechanism. Because of the upgrade, but, right? But I'm, because of the I'm, upgrade. So I will, I will give an update on Tuesday when I've listened to more of it and possibly go on and found anybody I know that knows about this kind of stuff. I don't understand how that could be taken any other way than ultimately the cause was the upgrade. The upgrade, it's not an intentional cause. Like, no one's accusing you of intentional... Well, I'm sure there are probably people accusing them of being intentional. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it was an intentional shutdown. But I do understand how they saw that and went, "That's oh, that must mean that it was the upgrade. Um, but... I, yeah. Yeah, because they hit the failsafe because of the upgrade, right? Yeah. So... I'm I'm super cute. They were going on and on about this. Let's visit this on Tuesday. But yeah, we're going to revisit this. I'm going to, as soon as I get on the train, I'm going to go through every person I know. I'm going to see if I know anyone who is technologically this way inclined and can tell me how this all works. Um, But she did say, when talking about um, like processes in place, that there, because there's a possible. um, This was where we got really technical. There was a possible back end way to switch around stuff in your phone itself, super complicated. And the reason it wasn't, um, you know, publicised is it's it's too, co- like, genuinely too complicated for people to be able to do themselves. And it would have switcherooed something about their plan. Um, but uh, Bear Rossiman said that there was no way around the outage and that's why they didn't publicise this because this wasn't going to get around the outage. The outage still existed. But they um, still could have explained it. Yeah, and... That's what people were annoyed about. There wasn't an answer. Yeah. People just wanted to know. Something um, that I thought... It entertained me a little bit, but, I mean, it's so... It it gave an element of this was, you know, real and did, you know, genuinely <laughs> affect all the people who were also working in it. They didn't know it happened until she woke up that morning and her phone wasn't working and she went, mm. oh, no. And so went straight into work and they held a crisis meeting at 7.45 in the morning. Um, And it it just, it shows how unexpected these things can be because, you know, if you wake up thinking, I'm going to work at nine and your phone's not working, you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, But the most interesting piece for me, which actually doesn't have a huge amount specifically to do with the inquiry, was 
Uh, so allegedly there was an article released saying that she intended to resign. If anyone heard that, Freddie just dropped a pen. I just dropped um, a pen, I'm sorry. And uh, so, yeah, there was allegedly an article saying she intended to resign. And she was asked if this was the case, if she did intend to resign. She was so political about it. She just sounded like an absolute politician. She circled that question to no end, she said. Um, her whole focus had been on, quote, restoring the outage issue and that, quote, it has not been a time to think about myself. Very political. I'd like fair to say enough, quite well answered in that way. But also dodging the um, question, but, but also fair enough. This was my biggest question to the one person in the room. It feels very parliamentary to ask, oh, you should resign or are you going to resign? We hear it all the time and it drives mm. me nuts. There are better things to do with your life than pointing someone else's mistake out and then saying you should resign, not how are you going to do this better. But mm. um, do you think that, A, it is appropriate to request her as the chief executive of Optus to resign um, and, B, should she resign? Um, so, of course, she's been the CEO for the data breach and this huge outage. Yeah, so it has history. I I do not think she should resign because of the outage or the data breach because they are things that can happen anywhere yeah. to any company. Telstra has outages all the time. Vodafone has a permanent outage all of the time. <laughs> and um, that's fine. But I think the big problem that I'm seeing here is under her... Optus are handling all of these really poorly. Mm. They're, they're, as, as a lot of people are saying, a communications company is terrible at communicating. Yeah. Um. So I think I would. I'm not. I'm not in the business of calling for anyone's resignation. Like I think that's a bit. No. It's a bit rich. But what I really, if she is interested in keeping her job and being seen favorably, what needs to happen is she needs to sort of get a team together, sit down and go, okay, we suck at telling people when we've done something wrong. Yeah. Let's fix this. What, what, like, in terms of the data breach, what she should have done, it went out at 4am. Wake up, get on Sunrise, get on Today, get on ABC News Breakfast, get on Studio 10. Get on a radio. Get on a radio, sit down and tell people, hey, we're get down, we're fixing us. But the problem is, that, like, she didn't do that. Yeah. No one from the company and did that. she was called out for doing that in the inquiry. Um, yeah. She was told that their performance was just not good enough. Exactly. Um, and Sarah Hansen-Young said for a communications company, the communication is pretty lousy in the time yeah. of crisis and in the aftermath. Um, that was in response to a particularly effective question dodge. Um, <laughs> uh, and it should be noted that... Approximately seven people are uh, reported by um, Bear Rossmarin to be on the entire Optus Media Communications PR team, which we were talking about earlier. It, like, they could manage, but it's well, they're, a very not, small number. It, is, it was just like, and they, there needs to be a huge overhaul she, with how they do this. Yeah, sort she of thing. fully defended them. Um, yeah, fair enough. Fair it's enough. She's the CEO. Uh, and <laughs> Makes that they, sense. Did, they did what was what they thought was best and that they were talking to journalists. Um, I don't... We don't have a huge amount of evidence that is that is her her word against mm. the inquiries um, in that case. But, yeah, I think you find that irony sometimes. It's like if there's a 
you know, a light show advertising a light company and it's not working. <laughs> Obviously, there's something wrong there. It's like this is a communication company that yeah. couldn't find an alternative method. But it also shows a bit of how dependence. Like they put out, I believe they put out a tweet to say it was out. I'm like, nope, doesn't irony, count. <laughs> irony. Are you hoping that the people around this person who quite possibly recommended Optus aren't? Like also with Optus, and no one actually can tell. Yeah, there were yeah. some. There were better ways to handle it. But oh, absolutely. I, I hope they learn. I hope that I hope she they will do see well. this and she will learn, and that there will be good stuff out of the Senate inquiry. There we go. There will be an update on Tuesday. I will watch the rest of this inquiry, and I'll go and find an expert. Now, assuming that our Optus connection is working, I think we need to go to a song. I think we need to go to a song. What are we listening to? We are listening to Optus by. <laughs> <laughs> We're listening to the full Senate inquiry. Yeah. Uh, Manic by Rain Maiden. You're listening to Sin. Welcome back to Represent. Welcome that back. was the song that I said it was. That Manic was by Rain Maiden. A very good song. Um, we have one more segment. Quick last story. Because I just could not... Uh, I'll tell you when to play it. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, that's I, right. I was just, just getting it ready. I, I could not leave this story because um, this was too funny. So, back to the US. At a Senate Health, Education, Labor and Pensions Committee hearing, an argument almost turned into a fistfight uh, between Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma and the president of the Teamsters Union, Sean O'Brien. The exchange occurred when Mullen, who was a former MMA fighter, uh, recalled an interaction he had with O'Brien on Twitter in June. Um, which is quite funny. At the time, they discussed engaging in an MMA fight for charity... Um, after they had gotten back, gotten into a heated back and forth at a previous congressional hearing. So this isn't their first rodeo. Oh, wow. Mullen read out O'Brien's original tweet at the hearing, which said, Greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made, in reality just a clown and fraud, always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. That you know where to find me. You know where to find me. Yeah, Any in the Senate. place, anytime, cowboy. The tweet also used the hashtag little man syndrome and showed a photo of Mullen at a debate where he was standing on a pedestal um, at a podium. Um, So, yeah, then this happened. We're going to play it now. Make sure you turn the knob up on the edit PC. Yes, let's let's give this a go. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your solution? Every poll. No, no. Sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know you're a United States senator. I, I can't. And we're back. So that's um. So that's what happened. Unfortunately, they didn't actually end up fighting, which is so sad. Did they stand their butts up though? They did stand their butts up, but they both promptly stood them back, sat them back down because Bernie Sanders, um, Bernie Sanders stopped the altercation by yelling, "Stop it! No, no, sit down. You know you're a United States senator." Um, it then continued. They were calling each other names. They never got physical, so sadly. And the two appeared to conclude their exchange by agreeing to have coffee together. So <laughs> coffee <cute>. code for... <laughs> coffee for punch the bleep out of each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the... I'm so sad that we don't get anything like this in Australia. But yeah, I'm I love glad. America. I, lo- I think this this is too funny. I saw it this is. this morning and I'm like, wow, this is great. But anyway, 
that's all we've got for today. We've got to get on out of here, but before we go, weekend plans, Nia, what have you got? Oh, oh, craziness. I have, I'm going to see a friend I actually haven't seen in a while. We're going to make cards tonight with her mum, my mum. Shout out, Ali. Um... I'm going to see, I'm going to work and then I'm going to drop in for a friend's birthday tomorrow, so 17th, and then I'm going oh. to see Clue at Elton Little Theatre, which will be amazing because I've got friends nice. there. Um, you've been to that theatre? I have been. Some people Bridie and I that. were there. Yeah, Bridie um, and I saw you do yeah. Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, yes, there's some friends from Much Ado About Nothing out in that. And then on Sunday, I am hanging out with my nana. We have a little jar Aww. of um, ideas, 81 things to do in her 81st year Aww. that I made. And so we're going to pull one out first thing in the morning and we're going to spend the day doing something crazy. That's so How sweet. How about you? Um, I've got a friend's 21st on the weekend. Ooh, lots of birthdays this weekend. I know. Very extravagant. Um, there's a venue just outside of Wallen that I'm going to, staying the night. Oh, yeah, the whole okay, party is way. staying the night. Um, so that'll be very exciting. So I'm out of Melbourne for the weekend. Oh, wow. Which will be very exciting. That's very exciting. Um, and, but when I do get back on Sunday, I am, would you believe it, seeing another movie with oh, a friend of mine. what movie? Uh, it's called Zone of Interest. It's, you we're seeing the... a whole lot of movies that are definitely not in the mainstream. No, they're not. Um, but it's a collective. premiere. Me and my mate are very excited for it. So yeah. we're going to go see it. Um, so that'll be great. So out of Melbourne. As soon yeah. as I get back to Melbourne, watching a movie. I look forward to hearing all about it on Tuesday. I'll have a detailed review. And I'm seeing a movie tonight. I'm seeing Ooh, Dumb yeah. Money, that movie about the GameStop stock fiasco. I feel like I heard about that one. It, it, it was pretty crazy. But I'm um, seeing a movie about that tonight. I'm heading straight there after this show. Very so, exciting. Very cool. But what are you doing on the weekend? Tweet us, at yes. SinRepresent. Tweet us, threads us, Instagram us. Donate to Sin. Donate to Sin. Givenow.com.au forward slash save Sin. There is also SinFest this Sunday. 18 There's, plus? Yeah, uh, eight, 18 plus. Yeah, I forgot At about that. the 18 Evelyn plus Hotel from in, 2 till 10. The Evelyn Hotel in Fitzroy, 2 till 10. We've got um, Squid the Kid, Tomorrow and the Dreams, Fran Japan, Holly Heeb, Imi Owusu. <laughs> this is a test of uh, your ability to pronounce people's names. Araminta. We've got Robert Baxter, Mon Franco, and also our wonderful, amazing, incredible Sin DJs. Get around it. Tickets are on the Sin socials. Uh, it's our final sprint. It's our final chance to raise some money and keep the station on the air. So get around it. But yeah, until but next week. Until next week, um, you can listen to this episode again on any platform you get your podcast yes, yes. on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah. um, at Represent, and on our socials at Sin Represent on pretty much all of them. Exactly. Uh, and and yeah. always remember to stay, stay political. political. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show.